Welcome to Fur What It's Worth. An introduction to and exploration of the furry fandom. Guess who counted to five today without using their fingers? That's right, your two fools, Rue and Tugs. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to the most amazing thing in your entire life. Disneyland? Cookies? What is it? For what it's worth. <gasps> this is season four, episode 12. You want a what? Today's topic will be In about... In the butt, right? No. <laughs> Today's topic will be about baby furs and diaper furs. We'll get to that in a minute. But as you're used to by now, we're going to tell you what we've been doing for five minutes, and then we'll shut up about ourselves. Saru, you've got two and a half minutes. Woo! Two and a half minutes that I can do anything, even clap my hands for two and a half minutes. Rue has the clap for two minutes. All Woo. right, next. Okay, no. Um, so, I have been working on moving. I mean, we're, we've been, me and my my boy have been trying to find a new place to, to go and stuff like that. And we finally found a place. Yay! Woo! So that's exciting news for us. And let's see, what else do I have on that? Uh, you went to SaltCon, I heard. Yes, SaltCon. SaltCon was super amazing. What it is, is it's actually a convention of people who are really into the different kinds of salt. Yes, totally. You know, we have the white salt, we have the red salt. The Himalayan pink salt? Yeah, and the yeah, yellow salt. You just have to stay away from... Um, no, but SaltCon is a board gaming convention, and I have just found that I just love board games. It's just my hobby, my little passion, and for some reason, I'm really good at them, and I kick people's butt, and people hate me for it. So, <laughs> anyways, yeah, don't play Mario Party against me. I'll probably win because it's a board game, but um, no, I really, really like I really enjoyed it. It was a lot of fun. Got to meet a lot of people. Um, got to play um, some new games that, that haven't came out yet that, that are currently on Kickstarter. Um, like, for instance, Goblin Breakfast. I know they're not paying us to, to say this thing, but, um, you know, the, it was a, it was a pretty fun game. There's No there's, one ever pays us for ads. I know. Nobody <laughs> does. But... Um, and then I played this other game where you had to like, it was like California speed, but then you get to shoot your friend afterward or something like that. But <laughs> it, yeah, it, it was a really fun game and I enjoyed it. So what, what have you been up to, Mr. Tugs? Uh, I have been, I have been dealing with the, uh, the Mario and Donkey Kong uh, cross by game that Nintendo put out as an experiment. Uh, I, I like puzzle games a lot. This one's, it's good. I thought it was going to be more lemmings, you know, it's not. Um, very, very difficult. Um, it's, it's worth the 20 bucks. I mean, because you get it on Wii U and 3DS. Yeah. So that's fun. Um, uh, getting ready for BabsCon, which is rapidly becoming a thing that I have to pay more attention to rather than just be aware of. Uh, but I'm looking forward to getting out of town. I think it'll be fun. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, we're going to do our show there. We'll have more details on housekeeping. Um, and then, of course, the most important thing that we haven't even said a word about. The McRib. No, it has nothing to do with the McRib. Oh my gosh, please no. <laughs> um, no, no. So this FA thing. So if Infinity got sold or acquired or whatever. Word, what? Ownership moved. Are you serious? Yeah. 
So tell me about what exactly happened there. You're trying so hard. Um, all we know is that uh, as of time of recording, it was yesterday, Dragonair announced that on January 1st, he had sold the site and that it would lead to greater transparency and more resources. And yeah. Uh, and all the furry fandom went crazy and all started to die. And yeah, so I, I delete know their FA accounts. I know. Um, we're not going to spend too long on this, but we did promise to share our thoughts on our on our Twitter and stuff. Uh, I know that there are a lot of schools of thought about Fur Affinity as a site. Um, it has a bit of a dated look. Um, it's been hacked before. Uh, blah, blah, blah. The, it is an undeniable fact, however, that the site is extremely well visited by the fandom. You know about Fur Affinity. You might hate it, but you know about it. How many other furry sites do you know about? Not everyone knows about Wikifer. Not everyone knows about Flara. Not everyone knows about Unfurled, Unsheathed. I mean, it's hard to get name recognition in a community, and Furfinity has that. So it's it's kind of uh, to sit up and take notice when something like that happens. It's also the first time that a corporation has shown an interest in our fandom, which personally I find a little concerning. Uh, you know. Yeah. I I, I agree. I, I know that there are people who have small businesses and large businesses that have good intents and try and spread the good around. You know, kind of like we do with our show. We try and, you know, let the people know that listen about this thing and that thing and hopefully give someone a boost. You know, I maybe have been a little bit more comfortable, maybe if it was Second Life, <laughs> like maybe. with Linden Dollars. Yeah. But go ahead, keep going. Yeah, but but the, the thing about this um, is I Am View has, as far as I've ever known, not been a thing anyone cared about. I mean, sure, three million people use, but there are seven billion people on the planet. Go figure the math out. And why why would they suddenly want to invest in our community like that? I just I, I what I've said is I don't see money like that change hands without someone getting something out of a deal that especially in the business world. Well, what they're saying is that they're getting free advertising. I I live a pretty pretty ad free life. I have ad blocker, uh, but I have disabled it for for affinity because I get it. I want to support. Now that a corporation's in charge and it's not, you know, the heart just doesn't seem to be there um, in terms of the technical ownership, I might not keep my ad blocker going. Well, and I think that you have a very valid point there. And let me add to it. Um, it would almost be like our show if we sold it to a radio station and the radio station um, got to put little advertisements up any point in time. You know, it would be it would be like that. It would be. It would be completely different. It's no longer ran by furries. Our our show would be completely different. Well, and the argument to that is that Dragonair says he's still in charge. He can get fired, though. Yeah. And what happens when he leaves? Well, what what percentage did he sell for Affinity? The whole thing. The whole thing. So the whole he, thing. If you go look at the page today, it changed to say copyright IM view. <sighs> I, I just, I, I feel like the motives need to be clarified here. No, so now no Dragonair company. now Dragonair's an employee. Yeah, he's full time for Affinity employee. Uh, he's the chief creative officer. The thing is, though, like, there's just a lot of unanswered questions, and I I feel like the motives here aren't aren't being clear. We're getting something of as users of the site out of it. Sure, great. There's no such thing as a free lunch in the business world, and there never will be. Google scans your Gmail. They, you know, they're not giving their stuff out for free. They make money off of you. You are data. So what is IMView getting out of this is what I really want to know. Supporting a community. Corporations aren't people. They don't have feelings. All they want to do is tell their shareholders and investors that they've made money. 
I want to know more about that relationship and how it affects fur affinity. Uh, I just I just feel like that fur affinity is more than just a a website. It's a community. It's like it's almost it like is. it's almost like we have been sold our soul. Our we've been sold off to some corporation, or we've been somehow violated. Yeah, I, I feel like you know, like okay, it, it's his thing. He that's capitalism. He made it. He built it. It was successful, and he sold it. That is the definition of capitalism. He's also playing with, with the community's goodwill and paying with the community's goodwill at the same time. So I didn't get a vote in that goodwill expenditure, and I kind of wish that there would have been some, some hey, this is what's going down. What would be your concerns? Be? I mean, I get that you can't make those decisions as a business owner all the time. So There is a balancing act you so have to what's, do. So what's this that um, he ended up, um, it was three months ago that he ended up selling it. Which, right? And then they were at FC. Okay. Three months ago that he sold sold it, but yet he was asking for donations during that time. I haven't been had time to look into that, so I don't want. So to you don't that. you don't know if that's. I I've heard it. I haven't been able to confirm it either way. Okay. Um, and uh, we tried to get him on um, the minute that we found out because um, you know our every community and our community is no different. Uh, we tend to fill in the holes of information with speculation and conjecture. And well, and everything that we're saying right now is speculation. And I've tried to stick just, to the facts. I mean, just our pure opinion, feeling, yeah. feelings. And, and so I tried to get him to come on um, so that he could tell the facts. Um, and unfortunately, it didn't work out. More on that later. Uh, but we don't have facts right now. And it, it bothers me. I, I don't like this wait and see. I mean, I want to know is all the shit I've been uploading for the last couple months suddenly also I am views like things like that. Um, so we'll see, we'll see. Um, but I, I agree. I feel like my goodwill was sold along with the site, and you can't always go to your audience and say, "Hey," because then you'd never get anything done. When the community is all your businesses, you need some kind of advisory body. To do that, I mean, come on, Facebook makes they change the color of the like button by 0.1 hex color things, and suddenly the whole world melts. I mean, this is not an unanticipated kind of thing to happen. I mean, they have a button on their side. I'm looking at it right now community. There is a community button on there. That means that you're doing something with a community, and you know, you should involve your community in some way. Um, so they're there. So, those are our thoughts. Uh, the world my, my is not. Go ahead. Sorry. The world isn't ended, but I want to know what's going on with the site. Yeah. No, I agree with you. And too bad that he wasn't able to join us. We tried. We tried. Well, he said yes. And now it's like. Well, he said yes. We couldn't confirm the details with him. So we'll okay. move on. We'll move on and see what happens. Good luck to FA, I guess. And Yeah. So, well, what do you think about if you're an artist that gets your bread off of that? particular website how do you feel about that i mean it's i i i have two opposing views on this i well i do own a business i mean i i own i co-own the the business that runs the local furry con so i'm interested in my business i'm not interested in like making money driving a ferrari i think that's kind of a shitty thing um to make off the back of the furry community but i'm interested in my business being self-sufficient um and so I want to make sure that I take steps to secure that path to success. 
it's 2015. We have things like Square. We have we have ways to do business now, person to person. And artists that use FA exclusively as an outlet for their product aren't being very savvy about things. I mean, what if what if FA just shut down? What if they said we're done? Like, what would you do? Like, they don't owe you anything. I mean, I get that it's an advertising platform. I get all this. They just you you got to you got to can't put all your eggs in that basket. Yeah. Yeah. So I would I, if you're an artist and that's your only outlet, maybe consider looking at other sites and making sure that you have multiple ways of getting your revenue stream to you. Get your Twitter up and going. Yeah, I mean, you can advertise various ways and stuff. Yeah. That yeah, there's a Q&A. Um it's it's been changing all day, so we're not actually going to read the details off of it right now. Um, anyway, what, what what else were you asking, Rue? No, that that was pretty much it. Yeah. Any other thoughts you have on the FA sale before I push the button? I uh, just, you know, I think I still feel like that it was a kind of a hasty move. It was underhanded. Yeah. In the end, it was a little underhanded. Yeah. I mean, it would be, yeah, I mean, companies announce when they're exploring an acquisition. We're not New York. However... It would have been worth considering. Hey, we're exploring this acquisition. I mean, that's good. That's your. We are. We have invested in the site as users. We have invested our time, our energy. We've made friendships, so we have investments in there, and our investments we weren't considered. Well, and a lot of people have donated money to this particular site, even though the that we haven't donated. Like, I understand that he's put so much time and so much effort into the into it itself and and so many hours that he's invested in you know with himself but i think i would just feel more comfortable like wouldn't you feel more comfortable if like let's just say rabbit valley okay i'm throwing just throwing a random name out there okay i know i know they're listening but like let's say rabbit valley bought for affinity i think that the company that it would have been a better move because they're an established company within the community. People know what they're doing. They've been in business for a long time. People, they have a generally good reputation. People know that they're not out there to be shysters. Um, where suddenly this corporation with a CEO and investors has come along and been like, hey, we know nothing about. But I think what he was trying to look for is somebody that had servers to take care of it. As far as what I understand is that we're basically being transferred to the Linden, or not Linden, sorry, the, what is it? The, I know I don't I know someone who owns an ISP company uh, business uh, not ISP business hosting I mean they they co they have a colo they have tons of servers and racks that are furry I, I I don't see this this wasn't hard I think I think people would care less if it was put into the hands of a of a member of our community someone we know is a community yeah yeah, yeah. So, I mean you know what I'll be honest it could be Joe Schmo. But I don't know. Never mind. Never mind. We could, we could talk the point to death. Eh. So. We'll move on. Yeah, those are our thoughts. So. Hey, hey, hey. It's Rue Scrooge time. All right. So here's the cookie for today. It's Rue Scrooge time. <laughs> With your hands, I hold. Together we'll grow old. In bed with the cookie. Otters sleep holding their hands. <laughs> what they do? 
You don't think so? What, otters? Yeah. What? I didn't say otters. What? I know. Why are you talking about otters? But that's Chinese saying. I hope that you enjoyed that nice long potty break. <laughs> We're laughing because we've done this twice now. This is take two. So it's like Groundhog's Day. No, no, no. As as is, as is protocol on the show, when someone screws up like that, we have to appropriately punish them for it. Therefore, we would like everyone to know, Koru did not record our first attempt at recording the Skype call. So we're doing it again. This is a second time. We, what we do you have the, to say for yourself? We did the whole episode. <laughs> Just kidding. Shit happens. <laughs> I'm, I, I caught it like a couple minutes in, so whatever. Well, here we go. Well, recording number two. So talk to me about, you know, stuff. So uh, this is the first time we've done a two-city recording at the same time on our show. So it's very special in a way like that. So what cities do we have involved, Tugs? First one we have is Seattle, Land of Green. And I think that that's Morphe. Is that correct? Yes, it is. Hello, everybody. <laughs> Hi, Morphe. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Who are Hello. you? I am uh, Morphe, the tiger cub, and I live up in the Pacific Northwest, the land of uh, all the baby furs. Awesome. Awesome. Do you smoke lots of weed? No, I'm just kidding. Don't answer that. Hi. <laughs> I will uh, say just no comment. <laughs> it's okay. It's legal there. Uh, how long have you been in the fandom? Uh, let's see here. About a little, almost 15 years now, I think. Awesome. You know, Morphe's actually, uh, he's an old friend of mine. In fact, he's hes the first baby fur I ever met at a con. Like, my very first con. Like, we oh, had really? a whole con. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. So he and I go way back. Yeah, no, yeah, I met you a long time ago. It was a pretty fun times. Yeah, it was a long time ago. So our second guest is not, in fact, from anywhere in Europe. And I think that's Charm. Uh, yes, hello. Nice to meet you all fantastic folks. So I am Charm. Everyone wants Rainbow to know Husky, where the accent's from. From the Bay Area, uh, California. Tell us about your accent. That's, I can't tell people about my accent. That's a need-to-know basis. <laughs> and you said Rainbow Husky? Uh, I did. I am. I am indeed a rainbow dog, uh, of the husky variety. Are you the original Sparkle Dog? I don't think I am the original Sparkle Dog. I think there were other Sparkle Dogs before me. Um, I don't know. I guess uh, I was probably one of the first few to have a fursuit that's probably uh, rainbow and dog at the same time. So, how long are, have you been in the fandom? How long have I been in the fandom? Um, I've probably been in the fandom since my freshman high school, so that's what, when I was 13, oh no, not that, I wasn't that young, <laughs> give me a second, I was trying to backtrack time and my, uh, it's been a while since I've looked back in the time scale, it's in in early high school, let's put it that way, it's been, uh, was last, I think when I first started and such, so. Was, was TV colour? At that point? T TV was indeed colour. Uh, it was still in 480 at best, though, so uh, there was none of this high-definition shenanigans <laughs> that existed, I guess. So, Seattle and the Bay, all in one place, through Mormonland. Salt Lake. 
<laughs> what? <laughs> well, if you haven't guessed by now, since we've told you the topic. Yes. Today's topic is... Baby furs and diaper furs. Yay. So we're going to be talking about that. And I, I guess my, our guests kind of know something about that, those t- topics. Yes. If, the, if you haven't shut off the show already, thank you. And they do know stuff <laughs> about it. <laughs> so uh, I think what we'll do then, since we are going on this grand safari adventure of two cities at once, um, we will start with Morphe answering the first question, followed by Charm, and then you swap order. Um, Charm will go first on the second question. Then you guys can just switch back and forth. Sound good? Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that sounds good. So first of all, we have an email from Kira, Kira the Fox. That's right. Uh, and it's mine, and i got to find it. There it is. All right, here is Kira's wall-o text. She says, hey, guys, I don't really feel like sugarcoating it, so I'm just going to dive right in. I have mixed feelings with baby furs. I love most of the art. The babies are cute and pudgy, and I want to cuddle them and take care of them. If you look at too many pictures, it makes me want to be a mama fur and look for a baby to take care of. However, this all changes when I see pictures of baby furs with dirty diapers or doing things that are not child appropriate. In the back of my mind, I understand that these are consenting adults who are just doing what adults do, and I try really hard not to have a problem with it, but it's not easy. Now I have this local fur who is a baby fur. However, all the pictures on his Facebook page are of him in diapers, not a fursona, him or close-up of the diapers on him. Uh, Hairy young adult legs with a thick baby print diaper, very often coming with the status of how wet he's feeling or that he needs a change. He has diaper for friends who react positively to his posts, and I just can't wrap my brain around why he would post this on Facebook. It squicks me out, and honestly, I wish I didn't have to see it, but he's local and is one of the organizers of group events. I have to have him added, so it's decided if we do... Sorry, that if we do something, we invite him. I don't see why all diapers have have to show themselves that way. They're not discreet about it. They just show everything and expect everyone to be okay with it. I've had long discussions with other furs about it, and I've gotten a few of them to accept it, but it's still something many of us are not comfortable with. I used to listen to a podcast called The Big Little Podcast, where they talked exclusively about age play. I listened to many episodes, trying to understand the thought processes of some age players. I learned a lot, and I can now at least accept them. But sadly, I still would not shake the hand of someone who has a Facebook picture of them in a wet diaper. Heck, I wouldn't shake anyone's hand if I could avoid it. You never know what they've touched. Any whore, getting back on topic. In my mind, diapers are not a good thing. As an adult, you only need them when your body is not working right. I knew a fur who was a diaper fur because he was in an accident and needed to wear one all the time. And I can understand. Uh, But being proud of it to the point where you've made it your profile picture, that doesn't look good. I am a sex nerd. All of the pictures I have are me, just me. I wouldn't put a picture of me or my persona having sex or in bondage gear because I'm proud and not ashamed of my interests. That's not me. It's a part of me. No one is going to meet me on the street and I'll be wearing bondage gear. So why would I put it as my profile picture, the digital form of me walking around? Can you explain to me why it is so many baby furs that I meet just have to let me know that they're baby furs? Maybe other furs that I've met are and I just don't know. Until next time, Kira the Fox. So... Gentlemen, this is what you're up against. You must dispel the stereotypes. Bring knowledge to the masses. Are you ready? I guess so. (laughs) I suppose so. That's a bit of a loaded question to start off. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Well, we'll we'll work our way through through all the questions as the show goes by. Yeah, no, it's totally fine. So, first of all, who participates in this particular community? Oh, I mean, uh, everybody... <laughs> Everybody. I mean, if you want, I mean, if you want to put it that way, I mean, it's. I mean, anybody can, and you'll meet people from every walks of life. 
yeah well, i mean i think i think that's very true uh i think there's a wide variety of people that you know are very much i would say hmm interested is probably the word you would want to use in this case uh of that aspect of themselves but you know it's been sort of a social taboo for the longest time to i guess enact on it right so it's some people keep it quiet and some people i guess embrace themselves even further and go all right well i'm just gonna go the full full uh yard and you know showcase the fact that i am this is my lifestyle so so let's define this lifestyle a little bit so define what a baby fur actually is uh the probably the simplest answer would be that is a person who is in the furry fandom but is also very interested in or connected to age play of in some kind or not and age play is just role playing or experiencing or putting yourself in a situation that like you want to be younger again and maybe some of that and just enjoy good times like that yeah uh i think i would agree with that definition that probably is the most accurate definition so i've heard of um I've also heard of di- diaper furs as well. What are diaper furs? So I think are they different between the two, or are they the same? Um, so I think diaper furs are a little bit different in that they are probably a lot more long as not much more into the age play aspect, but more into the physical object of the diaper itself. So interest interested in that uh, part of. Um, how do you say the age regression part or the uh, you know age play part um, of their uh, interests? So it's much more of the physical. I think it, I would say it's a lot more physical about wearing the diaper and physically, you know, feeling it. I guess. Okay. So where do they cross over if they if they do? Well, I would uh, probably say like a diaper fur is somebody that has like a fetish. For, for for diapers, which is a very different, can be a very different thing than age play. But a lot of people who have a fetish for diapers are also interested in age play. So they can really cross over a lot or very little. Like uh, a lot of people I've seen on the internet and even myself I've met in real life uh, come to it kind of a bit more slowly. Like they're like, oh, I like diapers. And then maybe I'll try you know, a bottle or a pacifier or something, just, you know, maybe, and then you start trying to just dig into it a little bit more and deeper and you just find out that you like uh, doing childlike things more and regressing a bit more. Eventually, you just like a 50-50 mix. You just dive right in. Yeah, I can, I've, I actually do also know people who have tried the, you know, age regression part and didn't care for it as much and just, just enjoy the aspect of the diaper and wearing it, you know, and I, I guess using it at that point uh, for themselves because that's sort of their uh, en- enjoyment out of the fetish uh, of being a diaper for compared to, you know, uh, a baby fur, for instance, who probably is a lot more of a mental aspect of wanting to be, you know, younger again, you know, as Morpheus said earlier. So, what got the two of you into this particular scene? Bum, bum, bum. You want to go first? Or? Uh, yeah, I could, I could go first. Um, myself, personally, I probably have been 
sort of always interested in it, but totally did the, on this I'm sure a lot of people have related, is hid away from parents and friends about the specific thing, you know, secretly bought things on your own, and then did the whole binge purge cycle repeatedly, until you've come to understand that it's okay to accept yourself as this and uh, continue on. And so then I'm now in the fandom. You know, I'm not going to uh, immediately announce it, but if anyone asks me, it's like if people ask me if I'm gay or something, I'm going to truthfully answer them, yes, I am. You know, if they ask me, are you a baby fair? I'd be, yeah, I am. I, you know, I enjoy that part of myself. But I'm, you know, I personally am you know, not just going to, you know, wave a flag constantly going, this is me, blah, blah, blah. But if people, and, you know, I have art posted of my character like that so it's it's not it's not very hard to you know not guess that i am but it's not something that i'm just going to outright go yes i am this so wait wait morphe has to answer go ahead morphe oh uh, let's see i mean my answer is a little bit boring it's a lot kind of like charms uh kind of always felt like i had an interest in uh in diapers and being a baby like when i was really young i don't know like four or five like Whenever my friends are, you know, at daycare, they want to play house, I'd always want to be the young baby or the child, which uh, just felt fun to do at the time. And then for a while, that kind of went away because, you know, as a kid, you just kind of do everything. You just go wherever the wind blows. And then eventually it kind of came back and I always just felt like I wanted in this. And eventually I uh, found the Internet as a teenager and did some oh, Google yes. searches. It was all downhill from there. <laughs> the Internet was the uh, biggest fact, I would say. <laughs> Uh, I remember the day and age before the internet, and then the internet happened, and I was like, wow, well, there goes that ship. <laughs> <laughs> so, for both of you, would you say it's a lifestyle or a hobby? I'd probably say both. I mean, yeah. So. I'm kind of in the middle of both, I would say, for me. It's a little bit of a lifestyle, and it's a little bit of a hobby for myself. Yeah, it's definitely a hobby because there's a bunch of, you know, enthusiast stuff you can get from custom fancy diapers to clothing to just, you know, social groups. Oh, yeah. And that's totally a hobby aspect, just like furry can be a hobby and everything. And uh, but it's also a lifestyle because you feel it, you know, emotionally. It's just it's something almost hardwired into you. That's how, you know fetishes and what and things like that kind of are they kind of get hardwired and so that emotional attachment to these 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 ideas and these scenes or even just daily actions you take just uh, make that into a lifestyle so what age is is your guys's persona uh more of you if you want to go i guess i don't know yeah i can uh i mean again this is something that's personal a lot of people and also i've noticed it's very fluid with age play there's no since you know we're adults it's all imaginary really you can kind of be whatever age at the the moment calls for mm-hmm. and some people like to stick to you know a preset age myself i kind of like to be around two to three but also at times i like the maybe be older or even maybe younger if the situation calls for it and charm uh so for myself my uh, my cut version of my character is probably closer to the age of uh, four-ish, probably somewhere, and you know, give or take six months from there, you know, depending on the situation. But it's usually around there where it's sort of a 
I don't know. I guess that's sort of the age I sort of associate myself with, with not quite not quite being a kid yet, but not quite being a, a complete cub at that point either. So it's that sort of in between age. Am I detecting right. a bit a hint of embarrassment? Huh? Are you are you slightly embarrassed? Really? <laughs> well, I I have a quick, really really quick question that I wanted to ask you. Um, both of you, actually, because I associate myself as a kidfer, which that's kind of in the age of 11 to 12 or, or 13, somewhere within there. Um, do you see, I mean, since it is a form of age play, um, do you see kidfers being underneath the same exact category as a baby fur? Uh, well... I mean, you could. I mean, usually baby furs kind of use this as a catch-all for age play in the furry fandom. And so usually, you know, I can associate with that. And I understand that, you know, some kid furs don't want to be called baby furs and vice versa. Uh, but really, it's just all age play. That's usually what I go with. Uh, yeah, I think I, I would say the same as that. Like, honestly, being, uh, you know, being in... If you're within the age play realm, then you know being a kid fur or a baby fur is this. In that sense, there's no real difference because you're imagining yourself as a younger age at that point. But you know, if people, you know, if you want to have sort of a semantic situation where you know I want to be slightly uh, young, you know, younger version of myself, you know, and but that I don't want to be called like. A baby, then yeah, I could totally understand that. That as like as a kid, for you'd be sort of in this different category. I guess is the best way. Well, it's like kids so, go, "I'm not a baby." <laughs> <laughs> Very much. Yeah. I'm a big kid now. No, so um, so now that we've been talking about you know the age of all these ages that we've been throwing out, these are the ages of children. Okay, so now. I'm going to be asking you a really hard question now. So, are actual children involved in this? Children biologically under the age of 18. Well, I, uh, I hope not, though. I, there are, you know, there is a whole category of, in the, if you go to like the ABDL sphere, which is adult baby slash diaper lover group, there is a whole group called teen babies, which are, you know, people in the age of 18, which have discovered this, uh, this group, this, this community, and this kink. And so there are, you know, people underage, but we try to distance and keep it kind of separated because, you know, that is, it's not, you know, there's laws, there's all kinds of stuff that gets in the way. Oh, well, there's and, a lot of no bueno. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but anything under, you know, a teen kind of getting into, like, you know, kind of discovering their likes and their interests, then uh, that probably shouldn't be involved in any way. Well, people, the reason why I'm asking this question is because people automatically assume that baby furs are pedophiles. And so that's, that's why I want, you know, that's why I'm bringing it up. Yeah, the, the million dollar question, I guess. I mean, this comes I, up all the time in the, furry, in the baby fur community and also in the ABDL community. Like, they also get pegged with the same label a lot. Because it's, you know, they're very, they're almost the same thing in a way. Just, we just take it one step further and we imagine we're all nice animal people. Right. 
So yeah. what what I'm trying to get at because this I, I feel like that we have the same exact feelings on this, but um, when you look at a child, an actual child, are you attracted to them? No, uh, definitely not. <laughs> to be honest, and I'll be honest here. Sometimes I find some human babies completely ugly. Sorry, I am absolutely sorry. I don't understand the appeal of it. I suppose of some parents. I mean, like I guess to the parents, it's like they have you know rose-tinted glasses at that point, and everything's about the child. But to me, I'm more like if I'm on a plane and your child is crying, your child is not adorable at that point. I need you to make him quiet real quickly because I'm trying to go to sleep. <laughs> See, I, I I hear that because. People, you, you know how like you in the office or whatever, like people will bring their brand new baby around and show it off. Oh my gosh. They all look the damn same. Uh, <laughs> they look completely the same. I don't, like, do. I don't care. Yeah. Like, you have to wait a few months, then they'll start to look Everybody's like, can I hold it? Can I punt it? <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> no, but you know, I think it's, I think it's definitely a good question and something, I mean, it's definitely a good point to, to point out there is that, you know, when you guys are, I mean, I don't know if you guys, as far as pornography, okay, do you look at child pornography at all? No. Okay. No. Really, this so hard? Uh, no, I, I'm drilling <laughs> it hard because I'm trying to make a point here. But do you look at, and it's okay if some of you are yes and some of you are no, do you look at persona you know, furries art, a furry art that are baby furs, pornography, cub art, cub art. Uh, so, well, there stuff. is, you know, there can be baby fur art that's not like exposing, PG. and yeah. it's not. I wouldn't say even PG. I'd say you know mature, but it's not. Yeah. There's nothing exposed or shown, and then and yeah, you have cub art, which I don't go out of my way to see, but it's not something that really gets to me and i don't yeah. it's not something that really turns me on either so i don't really yeah, it's I'd not something be, i go out of my way to look for yeah i mean i've i've seen it you know it's i mean if you're on the internet long enough you'll see a lot of things and i'm sure most people you know listening to this podcast can relate is that they've probably seen things that they didn't want to see sometimes and you know but i've never i've never seen real you know Good. I guess child pornography because I don't think I look into that avenue specifically. So, but I've seen, you know, I have seen furry versions of, you know, cub art, you know, that is a bit more adult, as one would say. And, uh, you know, it, it's not like it completely bothers me. I mean, you know, oh, and, to me. And by no means am I trying to make both of you feel at all uncomfortable with that particular question. Oh, the no, only no, reason, the whole yeah, point yeah. that I'm just trying to trying to point out and trying to get to is the whole fact that um, I I personally feel that there's a difference, a complete 100% difference, while everybody else has been pegging the baby fur community as pedophilers, and it's, it's so far, um, far difference in the definition of what that that is and that's yeah, that's think, the point that yeah. i'm trying to make right and I, th I think the biggest thing too is a lot of the people who get the art or other things you know for you know you know uh, in regards to that is probably they like to imagine self themselves at that point exactly yeah um, and so that. it's not it's not 
you know, they're not imagining other people in that situation. They want they want to be in that position, you know, whatever it may be. Yeah, they're uh, not imagining yeah. a, a right. little kid. They're right. And the other biggest thing them. I think that a lot of people completely miss is that it, technically it's, you know, within a consenting, two consenting adults, mentally at least, right? I mean, that's the biggest factor with when people compare child pornography, you know, uh, pedophiles to non-pedophiles is that it's, you know, is it, are they mentally consentable? you know, to the acts of adult, what, what, you know, whatever at that point, you know, imagining yourself as a child and then consenting with another adult, you both are consenting adults, you know, you understand the risks at that point of what, you know, technically sex is. And if you want to do that, you know, and imagine that and role play that, it's up to you guys, you know, that's in your own boat at that point, you know, you could do whatever you want, because it's not, you know, it's just your mental thing. Most people I don't think who are that are going to, I don't think most people are going to act on that. I think most people are like, they're content with the fact that it's just themselves because that's what they want and not anything else. All right. Well, thank you so much for, for answering the, those particular questions. I think that we're going to need to take a little bit of a break for a second. Rue and... needs to actually go relieve himself. All this discussion has made him hot and bothered. Oh, totally. <laughs> Del- tells are bursting out of pants. Right now. Yeah, something's bursting out of your pants. So we're going to go to Space News. BLFC Corp. looks forward to your attending a For What It's Worth Live at Biggest Little Furcon in the Grand Sierra Resort, Reno, Nevada. The two fools and loyal friends of Biggest Little Brother will be presenting a double-plus-good spectacle for all citizens to reserve. Participation in the spectacle is also double-plus-good and will result in provisioning of prizes. Those who do not attend will be subject to re-education. Check your BLFC Corp. guide to perfection for scheduled time and details to ensure you comply. Remember, Biggest Little Brother is watching. Hailing frequencies open, Smokescale Aquatus here with another round of news for you. As of Saturday, March 28th, here are your space headlines. New Horizons, the probe sent to study Pluto, set a new distance record for furthest object to accept and complete a course correction ordered by a human. The 93-second burn took place about 3 billion miles away from Earth. It's now roughly 1 AU, that's an astronomical unit, about 93 million miles, from Pluto, breaking another record for closest man-made object to the dwarf planet. It's now closer to Pluto than Earth is to the Sun, and will make a close pass within about 8,500 miles to the surface. That'll happen on July 14th, and it'll give us the best images we've ever seen of the planet. It'll also study Pluto's moons, as well as one or two other Kuiper Belt objects, before continuing on its way out of the solar system. Back on March 11th, March 12th local to the site, the Soyuz carrying the three crew members of Expedition 42 returned safely to Earth. Barry Wilmore, Alexander Semokutiaev, and Elena Sarova landed in the steppe of Kazakhstan after spending 167 days aboard the ISS running various experiments and completing a few of the preparations for the upcoming commercial crew program. While aboard, they orbited Earth almost 2,700 times. It takes about six hours to go from sealing the hatch to actually touching down, and they remain docked for about half that time. The descent itself takes up the other half. For the most part, it's pretty boring right up until the last half hour or so. 
The engine fires to deorbit the vehicle, and then the descent module separates from the other two modules, and the crew comes thundering back through re-entry for a monumentous return to Earth. In the last four days, there have been six successful rocket launches. We're going to go through them pretty quickly, and they were, in order, on Wednesday, March 25th, on the U.S. East Coast, a Delta IV carried the ninth of 12 U.S. Air Force GPS satellites into orbit. Russia launched a high-res Earth-observing satellite aboard a Dnieper rocket for the Korea Aerospace Research Institute, and Japan put a military imaging satellite into orbit using an H-2A rocket. On Friday, March 27th, Expedition 43 launched aboard a Soyuz from Kazakhstan, bound for the ISS. Aboard is astronaut Scott Kelly, who will be spending a year in space, a first for NASA. In French Guiana, a Russian Soyuz was used to place two Galileo GPS satellites in orbit to join the European Satellite Navigation Constellation. And earlier today, March 28th, India launched a PSLV carrying the fourth of seven satellites into orbit that will ultimately make up the first-generation Indian Regional Navigation Satellite System. It's been a busy week for space travel. And now for this episode's question. Why is Scott Kelly spending a year in space? Scott and Russian cosmonaut Mikhail Kornienko are both spending a year aboard the ISS to participate in preparations for the journey to Mars. By spending twice the usual length of a mission in zero-g, NASA and the Russian Space Agency will monitor the two in order to study physiological and psychological changes and conditions brought on by prolonged spaceflight. The trip to Mars will last around 500 days or longer, and so everyone wants to be sure humans can survive the journey and still be able to function once they land on the Red Planet. What's really cool about this is Scott has a twin brother, Mark, who's a retired astronaut, and Mark has agreed to participate in many of the same experiments as Scott so they have a comparable baseline for someone with virtually identical physiology. This isn't the first time a mission in space has lasted a year. Several cosmonauts aboard Mir stayed in orbit for 12 to 14 months. Only one of those cosmonauts is still alive today. That's all for this episode. If you've got questions about space, tweet at a blue drag, and it just might show up in the next episode. For more news on space and space-related matters, follow NASA, the Russian Space Agency, and the New Horizons team on Twitter, Facebook, and other social media. Until next time, this is Smokescale Aquatus saying keep looking up, space fans. As you know, we have a sponsor most episodes of For What It's Worth, and today we have a special sponsor that conveniently lines up with what we're talking about. Today's sponsor is, in fact, Snuggies Diapers. We invite you to visit SnuggiesDiapers.com and try the all-new Waddler Diaper, the most authentic adult baby and baby fur diaper on the market. SnuggiesDiapers.com, where adulthood is optional. Also, if you use the code FWIW at checkout, you get 10 bucks off your purchase of any order on of two bags or more. They have to be in the same order, though. So, there we go. That's it. No more sponsorship. <laughs> <laughs> I love the cut-off. You, you, you That's just all, don't, all you, you get. There's fade. nothing else. All There's you no get. more prizes. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the greatest part about that, that's the Soviet national anthem. Yeah, that was, <laughs> that was a bit inspiring. I know. Did you, did you feel... Did you want to go buy something when you heard that? Because I did. Yeah, I've been, I've been wanting to try those out. Haven't had a chance yet, but maybe I will now. Yeah, you get 10 bucks off. <laughs> All right, uh, I guess I'm placing an order now. Uh, next thing that I know, we're going to get some sort of delivery for Rue that's like, hey, we just ordered you some diapers, Rue. There you go. <laughs>
This has actually happened to him before. People keep sending him like depend samples to our PO box for the show. Oh, that's great. I'm not a baby fur. I'm a kid fur. He wears pull-ups at night. So anyway. What? Let's get. All right. So now we're going to get to the meat and potatoes. Um, We'll kick it off. Rue has Kokai's email. Yes. Let's see. He's not ready. I am ready. You're not ready. What was his name again? Kokai. Kokai. Okay, Kokai here. Just wanted to chime in on the topic of baby furs. When I was dropping cookies off to Tugs at Rainforest, he mentioned badges and art. And I said that one of the few badges I owned was a piece of Tavi Monk, an excellent baby fur artist. There was a couple seconds of pause. And then I, I was asked if I was a baby fur. My response then and it will always it, it always will be was that I am an ally or friend, but not a baby fur per se. I'll always be willing to pick up a piece of piece of art by a good baby fur artist, even if I don't um, see my fursona as a baby fur in the least bit. Cute cubs doing cute things. And sometimes I want to see more of it. I personally do not understand the diaper fur or wearing of diapers as a non-medical thing. Alas, I was one of the sad kids who was a cloth, um, cloth diapered. So I did not understand the lure of the crinkle. Maybe this year I'll manage to pill myself away from the writer's track and visit the cub hub at rainforest and try to try to be at least a cool uncle for a few minutes. Thanks. I still have the medallion he gave us. Yeah, I do. Yeah. I I I exactly where it is too. I remember those cookies. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. um, He was a lot of fun to meet. Thank you for the email. So we're going to ask you the hard questions now because we weren't asking you hard questions before the break, Ruchi. So are diapers central to the entire baby first slash diaper for experience? Uh, uh, do you want to go? Go ahead. All right. Yeah, I could go. Uh, I would probably say it's important to many, but it's not necessarily something that everyone is into. Some people just like to be kid first, like Rue or... Uh, they even like to be babies, but maybe not really enjoy diapers at all. It's just something that they can't get into. It's just not, you know, they don't like it. So that's just how it goes. So I'm going to... Charm. Don't forget Charm. Yeah, go oh, ahead, yeah. Charm. Sorry. Oh, yeah. uh, so I, I would say the same thing, indeed, that I, I do not think that it is... To most, it is part of the identity. But there are some who do not consider it part of the identity. And... Uh, you know, have other ways of expressing themselves in that case. Uh, is it the vast majority, though? Like, really? So paint, paint a realistic picture. If you go to a room for baby first at a con, how many people in that room, on average, have a, the diaper as part of the experience? 80%? Probably, yeah, maybe higher. It's a, probably a good amount. Of people. Yeah, it's a good... I would I would say probably 80% at the minute, like... 
most, in most cases. Although I have gone to a party where no one was wearing it, which was quite interesting. But they were all baby furs. <laughs> but they were all baby furs, so that was quite interesting. I was like, oh, okay, I guess we're hanging out, which is fine. That is totally, you know, part of the deal where I'm just like... But it was a little bit, you know, because I, I sort of expected that to be, and that was not initially the case. I was like, oh, okay. I'm just going to slip into this room, remove some objects from my person, and continue on. <laughs> so I think a couple of people that have um, a misconception or stereotype of of the baby fur community, um, they basically assume that it's this great big huge um, adult guy um, that's, you know, in the elevator with them that all of a sudden says oopsie <laughs> and then you have the smell of shit why are you not asking the exact question on the notes because i'm not going to ask him like how you want me to ask the real him. question is there is do you really walk around with shit in your pants no no <laughs> no not even why see people... i'm more gentle but that's really what uh, people say though really? yeah no people say all the time i've heard it and, oh, yeah, no. you know, online, I've seen posts, it comes up pretty often because it has very rarely happened. I have to say most of the stories and reports that people hear when, you know, the, the, when the baby for community actually kind of looks into it, because we do like, I mean, just like a lot of people, we do kind of like drama a little bit. And so when that happens, we like to look into it and find out what's going on. And most of the time they come out to be like, we can't find any evidence that it actually ever happened. Yeah, it's it's literally someone bullshitting at that point, quite literally. So, Although, so take it take it a little further. So, most people, even if they haven't heard these stories, can think that oh no, you're going to walk around with a load in your pants. And it's, why do you think that is? Uh, I think it's because there is a bit of hidden truth that exists. There probably was an incident, you know, in past history that got blown out of proportion. Where probably someone, you know, left a you know shit-filled diaper in the lift. That that could be a possibility of something. I yeah. I think it has to do with the the whole aspect of, you know, having kids yourself or having a niece or having a nephew and having to change their diaper, or or something like that. So to everybody else, the diaper is associated with that oh yeah i mean as a, a social kind of view of our uh, of our whole nation and even the world i mean the whole kind of view of a diaper is the you know babies and then people associate all that you know that comes with it with you know usage and changing and how they don't want to do it because it's icky and and also i mean not to sugarcoat it but some a few incidents at cons have happened from people that are just acting poorly and making bad decisions and it's sad because it hurts uh, the whole community and it's just not, you know, it's just one or two people. And they usually, I wouldn't say get ostracized from the community, but they usually do get frowned upon and kind of told that that's not the thing to do. Yeah, I mean, it's it's the whole, you know, I mean, in general, like the whole furry social norms, right? Like some people, a lot of people outside the public think furries are a bunch of sex-filled crazy people. <laughs> <laughs> They're not. <laughs> and we all laugh. 
which means there's a hint of truth to it. But... I think, uh, well, most people are sex-filled crazy. <laughs> yeah, I think most people are, just generally most people are sex-filled crazy people. The only difference is we like ours a little bit more fuzzier than others. You know, I mean, that's the biggest difference. But, yeah, it's the same thing, right? Someone has sex in public in a fursuit outside, you know, gets blown out of proportion, don't know if that happened, but then that's just looked down upon, you know. Thank you, MTV, and beyond that, you know, of making shows about the really, 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 really weirdest part of the fandom, you know. And I don't deny that we don't have that, but I don't think that is amazing. I think most people, I would say 95, even more percent of people in our fandom is socially, you know, sane enough to go, this is a bad idea, let's keep it private. So before we read the, our next email that um, Toby Toby's has sent in, um, one to conclude that particular um, question, I just want to say that um, you know baby furs or diaper furs, for or both of them in between, whatever, it does not necessarily mean that it equals scat or like people that are into that. By by no means. At oh yeah, all. that's very true. Uh, that's very most true. people I've met in 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 this group uh, don't like scat or anything to do with that at all. It's like it's pretty. Yeah, if it ever gets brought up, they they they're probably even you know worse off than some other people who are like, uh, nope, that's not ever happening. I have a sound effect for the reaction. <laughs> all right. Let's see. Where is it? <laughs> <laughs> There we go. All right, you want me to read the email? Yes. Okay, so we have another email. It's from Toby. It says, hello, Casta, for what it's worth. Greetings from Califato, land of weed. First off, thanks to each of you because you are my gateway drug <laughs> into joining the furry fandom. It has now been a full year since I began my journey into furry, and I want to let you know how much this change has meant for me. I've met many furs and explored more about myself, and I believe in thanks to you and the fandom. Now to the topic. Wait, uh, don't we have, like, a button for that? Um, oh, I don't know if I have moved that onto the board because we haven't had one in such a long time. I'll get back to you on that. Okay. Uh, he says, now to the topic. I think that being or identifying as a baby fur is different for each person. There are aspects that I like and don't like. It's something that I've fallen into because I like the dynamic of being cared for by someone who I uh, trust with my best interest at heart, who thinks of me as their cute, adorable thing. On top of that, I like to dress up and play. It's sort of escapism from the stress and problems that plague adult life. Besides, who doesn't like spending a lazy Sunday in footy pajamas watching a cartoon or Disney movies? As long as I'm happy, it's not hurting everyone or anyone, and I will be myself. Even if that self is a little good girly bunny that wants a loving daddy for to be in charge of what I wear, what I eat, and when I go to bed. Whether through role plays or through real life, my goal is to meet new people and be cute. Speaking of which, if anyone wants to chat or say hi, you can follow my Twitter at see the show notes page, or on Pounced under the same name. Thanks again to Tugs, Rue, and Koru, and I look forward to another year of For What It's Worth, which is a completely different show. Signed, Toby the Hotot Bunny. Is there a show that's called For What It's Worth? Uh, no, but we should probably buy that domain. We probably should. So hey, everybody else is going to go buy it now. So this this isn't actually a question we had planned, but it brings up an interesting subject. So, um. Exchanging, it's not quite total power exchange in the BDSM sense, but it's close where someone dictates when you go to bed, when you eat, and stuff like that. But also, um, 
kind of get into that a little bit if you guys can explain like how you, if, if you're into that if you like it and stuff and then a second question afterward would be the whole sissy thing does it come into play or not um yeah i think so uh you know i think there is a little bit of that whole control aspect that exists within um you know bdsm you know it's, it's, but i I wouldn't. Some people may take it to that level. I would say, but I don't think a lot of people want it at that level. I think a lot of people just sort of want, you know, that strong suggestion that you should be doing this because that's sort of part of the age regression, and you know, uh, maybe trigger for you or whatever that it makes you feel a lot more little or younger than you are because, you know, as a child you were always told what to do and you had to listen to it or you were indeed punished. You know, depending on what method of punishment, like having frying pans thrown at you, but that's a different story. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't tangled. Oh yeah, it's a different yeah, it's a different story. But you know, it's uh, you know, I think, and regards to that sissy thing, I think that's a lot more of uh, that whole part of you know control and or cross dressing that exists, um, and it can be part of the thing that some people enjoy, but. I wouldn't say it's everyone's cup of tea. Is it you know? your cup of tea? Cup of tea. Is it or your mug cup of tea? tea? Mug of tea? Mug of tea, okay. Uh, you're a mug of tea if you want to drink a lot more than just a cup or, you know, a gallon of tea. I don't know, a litre of tea. I don't know how much how much tea would you like here. <laughs> However much tea you have in your cup, it might not be your cup at that point, <laughs> is what I'm trying to say, I guess, what about uh, you, for man? some people. But I do think that there's some hidden sort of underlying tones that exist within the BDSM uh, mentality. Um, and I'm not talking about Fifty Shades of Grey BDSM, because that's not BDSM, that's just abuse. <laughs> <laughs> that's just abuse, by the way, people. Uh, but I'm talking about true BDSM, where there's a certain amount of trust that you have to give uh, your partner, and then you give over control in that. What about you, Morphe? Uh, let's see, on the subject of power exchange, I say it's, it, there's a lot of power exchange involved in, a, in certain age play and being a baby for her. Uh, because you are giving up, like one of the things to make yourself feel little is to give up control to someone else or a friend or even another cub. You kind of work together on that. Because, yeah, like Charm said, as a kid, you really didn't have a whole lot of you didn't really have a lot of decision-making power in your life. And uh, that kind of really helps get you back in that mindset. Uh, for me, I really do like power exchange. Uh, it's, it's a lot of fun, though. Uh, anyone who says the, uh, the one giving up the power is really giving up the power doesn't know what they're talking about because you, you really do control it all. But uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. I totally understand that one. <laughs> uh, I mean, for me, I mean, a lot of my age play is wanting to be little and, and regressing. But then there's a bunch of other, you know, kinks and likes that kind of feed into that. And I think that's pretty common for a lot of people, no matter what they like. They always have things that kind of feed into each other. And, okay. and for me, you know, giving up control is one of those. Some, hum some hum humiliation is a bit of that. Stuff like that. Yeah. And that can also lead into sissy stuff. I'm not really too much into that myself. But since I like humiliation and giving up control, I don't mind it if someone kind of pushes it on me at times. Oh, yeah. So just to change gears just a little bit, um, why do you think some people don't or choose not to understand the baby fur community? 
maybe that's just a lack of education or want to know. Yeah, I mean, some people, I have met people who are genuinely like, I just don't want to know. Like, they've just flat out said, I don't care to a point of what you do, but don't tell me anything about it. Like, I just, I'm going to be oblivious and live in la-la land, and that's the way it's going to stay. And, you know, ignorance is totally bliss. Fine. <laughs> it might just be kind of like, you know, a squick level, and they just don't really want to look into it because it just kind of gives them that ickiness feeling. Just oh, yeah. like, you know, straight people don't really want to think too much about gay people having sex. I don't know why. It's not their thing, you know, just like, you know. Unless for, you're in that kind of relationship. Yeah, and just for like a gay person kind of thinking about straight sex, it kind of isn't your thing. It makes you feel kind of icky. And that's about it. <laughs> I get that not so fresh feeling when I think about that. <laughs> I, can't, I, can't, I can't stand this straightness around, around this anymore. I'm like, sorry, I must leave. It's like I need to go watch some gay porn right now to feel better about myself. Yeah. Let me let me go on to some hardcore porn, you know, gay porn site now. I just I have to I have to recharge my gay battery. <laughs> <laughs> I have to recharge this. It's, it's too much for me. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I think I think in my opinion, it's you know some people don't like. Yeah, you know, some people don't like as Morphe said. You know, straight things. Some people don't want to deal with baby fair things, and that's totally fine. You know, I'm not I'm not going to you know I'm not going to be you know some. Uh, person in you know a white shirt and black pants knocking on doors going have you heard of the baby fair fandom so that brings me to the next question do you personally share it with non-participants and if so how uh, i mean that's a it's a pretty uh touchy subject for a lot of people there's a it's kind of this divide almost in the in the cub community they're like no you really shouldn't ever do it anything in public you shouldn't bring anyone else that's not you know consenting to it in but it, it can be hard to follow that because sometimes you want to you know go out in public and some overalls and a teacher and nothing too over the top or anything but doing that does that count as you know forcing other people into your own kink into your own thing or are you just kind of existing with everyone else i don't know like do people feel that way wearing collars or if a you know a person who's really into goth music going out all dressed up are they forcing people into a you know into a thing that they may not want to see or do yeah i think uh it's true is that it, i think it's uh you know if it's if it's kept for yourself and as long as you're sort of, you know i guess peddling is the not right word to use, but sort of if you're peddling it to other people forcibly, then you know, don't do that. That's a, I think, a bad idea. Don't try to go. Well, you should because I like it. You should like it because everyone's different. Everyone has their own tastes. Some people are, you know, more interested in one thing over the other, and I don't think that they should be, you know, forced into it. If they ever show interest and they say, "Hey, what's what's this about?" Then go right ahead. You know, go right ahead. Explain tell people you know how it is it's it's what i said earlier i think at the beginning of the podcast where you know people can easily find out that i am but if anyone asks i will answer them truthfully i will say yeah i am a baby fur but i will not go out of my way and say yes i am a baby fur you know when i first introduce myself you know if people someone asks me about it going oh this adorable badge blah 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 you know then i'll go yeah yeah you know that's one of my interests yeah so very true i don't usually start a conversation with hi i'm a baby for you want to you want to <laughs> yeah, usually, usually that ends that up very work. poorly <laughs> to uh, a lot of conversation starters i found out is that I mean, hi i'm a baby for is always the oh 
Okay, well, uh, yeah. nice to meet you. <laughs> I imagine it'll be for missionaries. Then, you know, like at, at conventions or even some local meets, if I know enough people there, uh, you know, I'll have a badge on or maybe I'll be dressed up a little bit cubby. And uh, so it's not hiding, but I don't really like lead with that. I lead with myself, my, my personality. And uh, right. usually that brings people, it shows them that, oh, this guy's just another guy and well, you know, there's and nothing wrong that's here. That's pretty much all that you really need. I mean, really, baby furs are going to immediately know who you are and know that you're a baby fur because you have those silent cues of like, oh, he's wearing a baby. He's wearing a particular. A he's wearing a baby. No, he's wearing a baby. Yeah, <laughs> he's wearing a baby on his chest. He must be a baby fur. <laughs> 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 must be. Ah. <laughs> <sighs> I had a hard day at work today, okay? <laughs> no, it's, it's it's kind of funny actually you bring that up cuz like so I know I know my friend Lemon who who is a baby fur uh and his boyfriend who is not a baby fur uh but uh, you know understands and goes all right you you can do whatever cuz it's not my thing but you'll do whatever. He bought him <laughs> he bought him a baby fur badge. Uh, to wear around a con one year, one of the cons. I forgot which con it was, and it's just, it's just his character as, a, as a cop being completely frumpy of the situation that he was drawn that way. And people were like, "Oh, are you a baby?" And he goes, "No, <laughs> so I'm, I am, I am here to, you know, amuse my boyfriend, and I'm amusing my boyfriend right now." So he's like, "And but he's, he's a good enough boyfriend to do that, right? He's, he's not going to go. No, I don't want to ever wear this." He, we, we. Jokingly go, okay, you now have to take it to this con because we need, we need to just be frumpy all the time. Well, we totally tease him about it constantly. <laughs> all right, well, we have one more email, but before we go to it, um, let's talk a little bit about your personal relationships. So do you have someone who participates and engages you in that in that role, like a role play sense? Um, and like a caretaker? Yeah, like a caretaker. And have you made a point to actively date other baby furs or have you not restricted yourself do you want me to pick who's first i pick <laughs> morphe all right uh so you haven't really dated too many baby furs but then i've been in a relationship with someone now going on like i think it's almost 12 years now Yay. you were you've and been in that relationship longer than i've known you yeah, no, we met before I ever met you. <laughs> and, yeah, uh, yeah. And uh, and my mate, who I've been with forever, is not technically a baby fur. He considers himself a kid fur at times, but it's just on and off. It's not super casual. And uh, he's not too much of a caretaker, though we've worked on that. And we do have compromises. It's like a good relationship needs to kind of meet both both our needs. And so he does a little bit here and there. And I do some stuff for him. And we also... For most of this time, we've also had a, an open relationship. So we've, you know, try to find things that we need outside. And, uh, and that's allowed me to date some baby furs. And, uh, but just like most relationships, things don't always work out. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think I am. Um, so I've, I've been dating uh, my mate Mocha for about three, maybe four years now. I don't remember. It's sort of been a bit of a blur. It's kind of one of those. It's it's a lovely relationship. I really love him, but I sometimes I have a very poor memory. So I think it's three years, at least. It's at least a minimum of three years, maybe longer. But uh, he knows he knows about my you know 
little aside, I guess, is the best way to put it. Um, he himself is not too much into it, I don't think. He isn't as, uh, you know, and it's okay. He's because he has different interests than I do. And, you know, we are a couple, but we also, you know, like Morphe, Morphe's, I guess, relationship, we are... Uh, sort of open like it's sort of one of those uh you know we sort of talk to each other ahead of time if we're going to find something outside of a relationship and engage in because you know there's a lot of risk that can be involved in that um and so we sort of discuss it beforehand and go okay is this okay and then if we both agree on it then yeah you know uh we totally will uh you know arc upon our I guess, desires at that point. But in most cases, we're sort of just always together. Sweet. Yep. All right, Rue. So you have that final email. Now, a lot of the questions he asked in this email, we've already addressed, but there is a good one at the very end that we'll probably ask you to focus on. So Rue, take it away. Dear Koru, Rue, and Tugs. Hello. It's Axel Tigerpaw, the tiger cub from New York. No, it's near. What? <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I am one of the few baby furs I know in my area and had a few questions for your show. Do, um, let's see, do the major majority of baby furs wear slash use diapers? Is the difference between kit furs and baby furs the diaper wearing thing? Um, is the reason that baby furs are viewed negatively by some furs the diaper use? Are baby furs becoming more accepted than they used to be to uh, used to be to the fandom? Love your show. Keep up the good work. Also, Fire Breath, you are super cool, and I met you at um, Equinox. Fernal Equinox. Fernal Equinox. Um, rar. Yay! Axel. Rar. <laughs> Yay! And all that. So, are baby furs becoming more accepted than they used to be in the fandom? Uh, I'd say yes. <laughs> I would say quite, quite a lot more. There's, of course, the you know, occasional social snafu that exists within a group, which sort of puts us in a bad light, you know. But hopefully, not all the time. But there's also a lot of, a lot of people that I know now know that were like, oh. Blah, 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 baby furs are bad. And then, lo and behold, two months later, you find out that they're, they're part, of, part of that group, and you're like, oh, okay, I see how it is. They're one of those self-hating gay people. <laughs> so the self-hating Christian yes. gay people, right? Yeah. No, it's it's kind of, I mean, and then they sort of go, yeah, I sort of was like that. I mean, sometimes it is, and I totally understand it, is to keep up an appearance, because the social group of friends you're with, you know, sometimes not accepting of that and you know if they found out you know you you have a fear of losing your friendship so you sort of go oh boo on that you know just just to fit in and it's it's a very understandable thing i don't blame anyone for it you know but later on it's just about growing up and going huh well i can do whatever i want now because i'm an adult and i can make my own opinions and not be formed by others and that's usually what ends up happening is that people go huh i can be you know myself now and do whatever i want and most people i mean myself i've sort of quite for the longest time and you know now most people know i guess i mean if, if you've ever met me you know and i don't i love meeting people and if you ever talk to me you know yeah, as I said earlier in the show, I'm not going to tell you that I am, but if you've ever researched me a little bit, you'll probably find out that I am, and I'm not ashamed of that, you know, as part of me now, but when I was 
a few years younger, I, you know, I would probably say, yeah, I was a bit, you know, scurried away, hidden away about the whole thing because I didn't want to feel ostracized by people and it was very nerve-wracking to tell people because it's you don't know what their reaction is going to be but now these days most people are like eh, that's nothing new you know the next news thing that we need to hark on is these weird other furries with a different fetish or you know hobby or whatever Well, you know what that sound is? Time for the final thought on the topic before we take a final break. We weren't going to do a final break. You guys cool doing a final break and then coming back for the mailbag? Yeah, sure. Okay. Yeah, yeah that's fine. So. so, final thoughts. Please tell us anything else that you feel that our audience should know about Baby First. What is the number one thing? All of America is listening. And uh, that we are just like everyone else in the fandom and uh should uh, come up and talk to us and get to know us. We're uh, pretty cool people. Yeah, well, I, I would say the same. Is that like we won't, uh, we won't, we won't hide in your closet and shit in it. Trust me, <laughs> <laughs> we won't hide in your closet and shit in it. So uh, no fear of that. We we are actually sensible people with normal social norms. It's just sometimes in the privacy of our rooms or you know houses we will act on other things that some people don't like. And baby furs are not the gateway to pedophilia. No, it's there you not. go. <laughs> okay, and on that bombshell, let's take our last <laughs> yeah. break. We'll be back. Hey guys, T Wolf here for another pause button. Hope you all doing well. Real quick, just gonna do another mobile game. Uh, this one. I wouldn't say it's for everybody, but I am going to go ahead and recommend it just because uh, it's actually got somebody I enjoy on YouTube, and they've went ahead and put this money into the game, so I say, hey, go ahead and support them. Um, if you all know who Tom Scott is, and if you've seen the ASDF movies or ADSFA movies, uh, this is the guy. And they eventually made a game called Cat Attack. It's extremely simple. It's on your phone. There's a survival and story, and really all you do is pretty much reload your gun and shoot at evil space cats that are invading, and that's really it. It's literally just a little side-scroller. Cats come at you, you shoot them. Simple enough. Um, the reason I am going to go ahead and recommend it, it is actually $2 on the market, and it's still something that I would say would be a time waster. Uh, this isn't something that makes me feel like I'm progressing or I'm going to continually play, so it would be something that... That's why I say don't recommend for everybody, but it's still great. Um, I've been enjoying it. I've only had it a week, and it is something that I would say, hey, check this out and toss to a friend to see if they would actually want it. Again, nothing's free about it. There is no buy-in store. You just pretty much have to pay once, and you're good to go. It's pretty enjoyable. There's actually a lot of different weapons you can go ahead and acquire for uh, the game. You can go ahead and use it, and yeah, I I haven't beat it yet myself, but it's... uh, it's good times. So hope you guys have a great one, and you'll hear from me next time. It's time for the final segment. I almost said break. It's time for the final segment. Woo! Woo! So we will kick things off with the game. So today's game, game is a game that Rue doesn't know Sorry, about. Sorry, I was late. The game. This may have changed by the time this hits the air because uh, most of the time we have about a week for editing. Um, so if things have changed, well, then this is just going to look silly. 
but um, because of the whole FA situation being sold, blah, 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 uh, we initially had gotten Dragonier's agreement to do an interview. So because it was so short notice, I ended up writing a bunch of questions that we wanted to know. Um, and I don't really want to waste an hour of writing questions. So I'm going to ask you 10 questions off this list and see if you can come up with better answers than Dragonier would have. And if they're good, Rue will give you a point. If they're terrible, he won't give you a point. Sound like a like a plan? You guys can work together. I like All this right. game. All right. <laughs> <laughs> this is what we do. So question one. How did you advertise the sale of Fur Affinity, fake Dragonier? I do what? So can you repeat that question? How did you advertise the sale of Fur Affinity, fake how Dragonier? How do you advertise How did he? Yeah, so it was suddenly sprung on the community. But how did people know it was for sale to begin with? I think, I mean, it, I think he got offered. I don't think it was him actually saying yes to sale. I think he was offered and then he took it. Is that is that the answer you're going to give? Both I don't know, that's my answer. I mean, but yeah, I mean, from together. what I know, that's what it seems to be. But you know, I haven't really kept up too much with it. Yeah, neither have I. Right. I'm going to say no point. <laughs> I'm sorry, that wasn't very creative, right? Yes. Yeah, no, I think creativity. I'm okay. it's too seriously. Then <laughs> next question, Fake Dragoneer, did you read the contract before you signed it? Of course I did. I, uh, you know, I skimmed it and made sure that it had a, a lot of money there for me. <laughs> Point. My sets. Point. My That's what people want to hear, right? <laughs> yep. <laughs> Question three: What site or what changes will Fur Affinity see in the ad structure? Uh, you'll you'll start to see full-blown pop-up ads from now on in. <laughs> Every time you click on a link. You must watch a five-minute video about it for you. Point! <laughs> wait, wait, Morphe, do you concur? <laughs> Morphe, did we lose you? Where are you, no, Morphe? I'm here. Okay. Uh, no, that's a pretty good answer. I'll just stick with that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so bad. <laughs> so, many artists use for Affinity as the primary business platform. Will changes occur requiring profit sharing, payment process changes, etc.? Uh, I don't know. I, I, I guess uh, it's a skimp of 20% off the top of all commissions now. <laughs> Seem reasonable. <laughs> <laughs> Are we trying to be completely mean here? Because I don't know if I can yeah. continue. I don't know if I can continue. You I'm can, not naturally a mean person. You can do this. You can do it. It is a team effort. You may deflect to your team yes. member if you cannot catch the rebound. <laughs> is there anything you, you want to add? Uh, I don't even know what the question is now. <laughs> uh, changes to ad, uh, commission, uh, profit sharing, things like that. I didn't even know that existed. <laughs> All right. I'm going to uh, go with no point. Yeah. How many questions is that so far, Corey? How many questions have you asked for? How many? <laughs> four. I think we're at four. So five. Okay. Let's see. Um, will we have to switch to a special currency to pay for commissions on Fur Affinity in the future, fake Dragoneer? Yeah, yeah, we're going to like a, it's kind of like a free-to-play model where, uh, you spend money to get, you know, credits, and you gotta use that to, uh, well, no, it's, it's a pay to post comments. Yeah, and, no, yeah, uh, it's, uh, it takes, uh, <laughs> it takes like two fuzz coins to post a comment now. <laughs> By the way, you can totally buy a 10,000 coin pack for $99, best deal. <laughs> the word freemium is written all over that. 
you didn't even wait to ask me. No, you were choking. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Question six. Hmm. Are there safeguards in place to keep FA from very slowly turning into an ad-infested site with service tiers requiring payment to re- or reduce the current free tier? I would say, uh, yeah, there's some safeguards in there. They've uh, let us have complete control over what, how much ads we want to put in. So you'll slowly see those go more, and, uh, but not too much at the start. It's only half the page at the start. Full <laughs> page ads coming in the future. <laughs> Don't worry. We're also going to make it easier to change your password because we'll be able to see it. Oh, it'll be in plain text. <laughs> it'll be in plain text. Don't worry about it. And the judges say? I. Uh, you know, no point this time. Really? Oh, All right. That was good. Though. Question seven. So what is the exact gain that IMView gets from this? I mean, there's no obvious connection. What What's going on there, fake dragon ear? What does IMVU gain? Yeah. Oh, uh, you know, a bunch of free content. You know, all that art is uh, now licensed to IMVU. So please keep on uploading. <laughs> uh, you lose all rights to your characters, by the way. Uh, you know, I forgot to uh, tell you this. Points. <laughs> I can't do this. Points. Moi, wait, Morphe, do you agree? Yes, I agree. <laughs> I sound like a complete jerk now. Yeah. That's, this, this is called comedy. We're okay with it. Question eight. Question eight. What personal gain did you get from the sale? A door slammed. I'm done with this interview. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, nope, that's it. That's what I gained. <laughs> Your personal gain, fake dragon here, please. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. <laughs> we gained uh, lots of money. Points! <laughs> points! Oh, really? You're going to give him the point? No, 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 on that one. Oh, wow. <laughs> Question nine. Why did it take three months to tell us about the sale, fake Dragonair? Uh, well, of course, there was uh, all the legal repercussions to make sure that I wasn't implicated in any of it. That's why. <laughs> I had to make sure that I was safe first. <laughs> well, yeah, there's a bunch of the, the legal reasons and the contract reasons. I mean, that's what I'm going to tell you, but really, it's just that I didn't really want to deal with this until now. <laughs> I'm sorry, I just think this is so fine. brilliant. It's fine. All right, the final question. They're at eight points. But they haven't gotten it right yet, so... <laughs> points don't matter. We're playing a game of where points don't matter. Yeah. <laughs> Are this you, isn't whose line is it anyway? Are you going to make the contract? <laughs> of course public. they matter. They're, they'll let you get credits on FA. <laughs> <laughs> are you going Let's to make the contract public? We'll be implementing an upvote system. The more upvotes you get, you can you exchange know what? that for a credit. The, okay, they got the last point. Go. Okay. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Good job. You survived Woo! that terrible game. That yeah. was very informative. Thank you for telling us about the future of, of Furfinity in no factual sense at all. All right. Let's move on to this button. Is that like sexy music? All right. We've pulled the zipper down. It's time for the mailbag. Tell us if it, it never gets old. <laughs> it never gets old. <laughs> All right. Well, we only have two pieces of mail in today's mailbag. Um, 
as is the tradition, uh, we will have one of us read the email. They get the first comment, and then we'll just pass it around until we're all done. One more email on the wall. So we will kick <laughs> off with Wolfie's email, which I have. All right. He says, hi, guys. I Sorry, I meant to send an email about the pins. I got you, but I had a rough week, and my dad was in the hospital. I'm sorry. Anyway, I heard the episode where you guys got the pins, and I heard Rue got Minnie. I called it. That's awesome. Koru got Donald. I don't know. I just... I, <laughs> I don't know about the Donald stuff, but it was good. Me and Koru need to get lot of tickets, because it's one kind of hella lucky, which is SoCal logo for words. Uh, so anyway, the reason I got you guys pins was we were at Disneyland for five days, and I went to California Adventure one day and walked to Disneyland. I was kind of buzzed at the time, as you should have been. I went to the little pin shop in Frontierland, because I had bought a Stitch Pin Starter Kit, and I saw the bolt pin and was like, that's cute, I'm getting one. Then I thought, hey, I bet Tugs would like one. He did. So I got another one. And I was like, damn, what am I going to get Rue? And then I thought, damn, what am I going to get Koru? No, damn, what am I going to get Firebreath? Oh. <laughs> so I searched for uh -huh. fox pins like some Robin Hood, and I couldn't find it in any park. And I was thinking, maybe I could just get Rue the Mickey head with the rainbow in it. Oh, like the Gay Pride Mickey pin. Oh. I'm so gay. Yay, gay. Anyway, I walked up to the counter in Frontierland and found the random Gay Pride Mickey pin. Uh, no, character pins I was looking for. Sorry, this is a big wall of text. Oh, and I got hit on by some straight married guy. See, I was wearing his Twitch hat in the ears, and I went to his restroom, and he walked in and got the urinal next to me, and he was drunk, like, stumbling around. He asked me where I got my hat, so I told him where, and he said that was kind of cute. <laughs> but, and, and I was like, you're not my kind of cute in my head. This is a great story. Uh, I was like, this is kind of hot, but mostly creepy. I'm going to finish up and wash my hands and leave before I get raped. Anyway, sorry, <laughs> you got mini Roo, but it kind of fit since I thought you were a girl. But don't feel bad. <laughs> You know Rabbit from Winnie the Pooh? I thought he was a girl until like last year. So I was like, what the fuck? That's a male? He acts and sounds like an old lady. <laughs> <laughs> Why? That's true. Um, I, I, have, I, I will share an all, a, a comparative story. I have had something happen to me in a Disneyland restroom. Um, I, I, I understand how this goes. I was, I was having a seat conducting my business in the library and music room. Performance was going great. And I had secured the door but apparently not well enough and some five-year-old just plowed through the door and stared right at me and his dad had to yank him by the arm and it was really awkward i was i felt like i was getting spied on but not covertly at all like oh haven't you been in the bathroom before and like a little kid like puts his head like underneath the stall no and if he did i'd pee on his face <laughs> oh. God, gotta get you arrested for, for sexual offenders. Oh, you're right. Well, I got What are you gonna do? It's like it's like when you're in the shower and a spider lands on your shoulder, and you're like, "Fuck you, spider." Well, oh, yeah, well that's that's why you leave the house and burn the house down. Clearly. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Rue. Do you have any comments? No. Not even thank you for the pin. Okay, cool. Oh, All right, oh yes, yes, of course. <laughs> thank you so much for the pin. I really appreciated it. I love it. All Thank right. you. I, I, do you two have any uh, interesting Disneyland bathroom stories? <laughs> Disneyland bathroom stories? I don't think I've ever had Wait, Disney. You... I've had a drunken. Uh, well, so I've had. I've had. A, I do have a bathroom story where I was in the Castro at a gay club. Now, this was one of those really, really extra gay clubs, by the way, <laughs> where the first thing you see when you walk into the club is a projection of a naked man's ass. So you could tell it's quite gay. <laughs> sounds but, about normal. <laughs> sounds about normal for the Castro. Yeah, it's true. Sounds um, <laughs> I went. I went into. The, oh, I was like, okay, I need to take a piss. So I'll, I'll go off. Go to take a piss, and then uh, 
I'm standing and there's about like, you know, it's one of those places that have like 10 urinals across the wall. So there's no reason for someone to stand next to you. And there's clearly this man chooses to stand next to me. And it's one of those stalls that don't have the little dividers. So you can't really have that much privacy. And then he sort of just leans over, <laughs> leans over like halfway into my me going through and I'm, I'm just looking at him like do you mind i would like some privacy you know it's not like i'm here i mean it was a bit of a creepy moment <laughs> so i quickly finished up and left i was like oh, i'm done for the for the night i'll see you guys later <laughs> and we're done okay morphe you've got to have a good bathroom story uh not that i can really think of sadly really? i mean like no one ever did like the quack 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 under the like stall door or anything no i haven't really had anything too odd i mean did you say too yeah. odd or too hot? Too odd. <laughs> no, Tugs. No, no, nothing is hot about the bathroom. No. Yeah, yeah, there's nothing worse than a hot bathroom. Oh, God. <laughs> a pre-warmed seat that's not warmed electronically oh. by oh. someone else. You know what's worse? It's when it's in your office. Oh. I've had that. I'm like, I don't know whose ass I'm sitting on, but want, I don't like, like it. bathroom stories. I mean, I, I, I do work at a place where I got to clean bathrooms all the time, and... Oh yeah, man. man! You work at a convenience store type place, so like. Yes, I do. Do you get all kinds of wackos in the bathroom? Uh, surprisingly, no. I, uh, I I work during the week, and it's kind of a quiet area, so not a whole lot of crazies show up. Thankfully, because I don't want to deal with that. It's just pain in the butt when they do. I love when coworkers. But I have had like uh, some uh, these, uh, uh, for lack of a better term, Mexican gang wannabes come through my store once and I, I don't know if this they thought it was cool or what but they would go to the, they went to the bathroom one after the other and they just pissed everywhere Ew. on purpose like, on, on yeah on purpose and then left and uh yeah that stuff like that happens every once in a while it's never fun do you do you keep your bathroom locked and then we're gonna move on but i just have to know no 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 it's not locked it's inside the store so there's no there's no reason to keep it locked I don't know. Some places still make yes for the damn key. All right. Well, let's uh, say thank you, Wolfie, again for the pin and for the email. Uh, Corey, are you are you jumping in on this thank you train? Of course. I thanked him last time, too. Okay, cool. Uh, and then we will move on. Yes, so. move on. All right, Kira, we had to do a little editing on this email since it was a little long, but we still love you. Any horror, what's up? Uh, yeah, I have her email. And I'm going to read it. Um... Okay, so this is what she said. Well, I thought I might as well um, share my thoughts on pets and things too, um, since I didn't get to last time. It was the pets episode last episode. I love having pets. My parents started. Um, my parents started my sister and I off with guinea pigs. Then we moved to rats. Um, we went through many rats. We watched them grow old, die. Some of the memorable ones um, were my sister's rat. Um, we always had two or... I'm sorry, I'm having a hard time reading this email. Do we you... always had two, one for her and one for me, die in her cage from a tumor she had in her brain. And my rat was putting pieces of what we had, covering the cage floor on top of her. Oh... I was so sad and sweet. I would love to have rats again someday. She buried a rat. <laughs> Not long after the death of my rat, we bought a dog named Harry. We got him from the shelter. He was our pound puppy. 
He was the sweetest and best dog we could have ever had. He gave kisses. He played with my sister and me, and he never bit either of us, even though my sister uh, was very rough with him. We had him for many years, and when we moved to Tijuana, we got another dog to keep him company. Ursula was bought as a puppy with eight tentacles, so we got to experience that. I'm just kidding, there's no tentacles. In the time Harry got old, he was 15, nearly blind, and he couldn't hear as well. He was grouchy, but still a sweet dog. We went away on vacation, and when we came back, he had run away due to Christmas fireworks to set off every year. The person to take care of the dog had forgotten to tie him up, so he jumped the fence and got out. We never found him. So we just had Ursula. Now, there, there are photos here um, that she's attached. Very cute dogs. Uh, my cat, Philadelphia, is named after the cheese. We got her as a small kitten before Ursula. And I love that picture. I, it's a cute picture. And her sister came to us because my aunt's cat had kittens. About six, uh, but the ducks that she owned at the time were eating the kittens, so she gave the last two to us. Ducks are assholes. Sadly, the kittens were sick, so none of them didn't make it. Or no, was so sick, one of them didn't make it. Philly has been fairly sick her whole life, but she's tough. She got bit by a pit bull and survived. She's nine years old now, and she loves to give kisses and sit on laps and drool on everyone. Of course, Ursula couldn't get along away with the cat she did with Harry, but it was okay. We had her by herself for a while until my mother found a person selling a Cocker Spaniel Beagle mix at a flea market, so she bought the puppy and named her Hachi. Hachi's baby, uh, being a baby, wiggled into our hearts. Now that she's older, she looks like a tiny golden retriever. Oh, she's so, it's so cute. I knew it's so she small. She and Ursula get along very well now, and her home is calm and safe. So this has been my experience with pets, and as you probably noticed, I didn't mention much about the times we took them to the vet or got sick, because those aren't the things I want to remember. I remember laying my head on Harry since he refused to get off the couch and I wanted to take a nap. I remember when we bought a pregnant rat so we could see the babies. The only time you ever tell anyone about something tragic happened to your pet is after they die or when it was awesome and they survived. Pets are a positive experience, they're loving, and they want to take care of you. I understand that not everyone is able to take care of an animal, but if you are and you can, and you're willing to put in the work, then you too can have these great stories. That's all I wanted to say about pets, care of the fox. P.S. I found this thing, what do you guys think? I'll look at that in a moment. Rue, this was originally your email, so take it away. Well, thank you for sharing uh, sharing with us all your different pets. And, you know, pets definitely have a place in all of our hearts. And um, we appreciate you giving us the, the rundown of, you know, pets that you've had in your life. I sent you guys the photo so you can see the, the, the Cocker Spaniel mix. So it's cute. It's very cute. You've had a lot of pets. That's really, that's actually cool. I've, I mean, I talked about my pet experiences, but it's good to see. I like it when a dog lets you lay on them. I'm just saying, like, dog pillow is best pillow until it farts. Yeah. <laughs> Do you guys have pets? Uh, um, right now? No. Yeah, at the moment, I don't. I had a cat for a while, uh, but sadly, we had to, uh, we had to give him up for adoption to somebody else because we moved to a place. What's that? What is going on? Is someone having oh, a... Sorry, it's my... I need to close <laughs> my door because it's my roommate plate. Is he having a quinceanera? <laughs> that is a very cute puppy, by the way. Right? Carol, we're all talking about your dog. Adorable little puppy. <clears throat> <laughs> yeah, due to some, uh, some living situations, we have to give up our cat. Which sad day, but... That's you know, just how it goes. Them's the brakes, as one would say. Indeed. All right. Any other comments, Rue, before we close the mailbag? Uh, well, I looked at her link that she ended up say- sending to us, and basically it just shared a whole bunch of different photos of, of some really amazing furries that 
like that have quad suits they have like glow-in-the-dark portions of their suit and so yeah i was just going through some of the um you know some amazing pictures some of these there. some of these cosplays so it's a it's a link to all these cosplays about uh, with fergie you know and uh you guys should have a link now they are gorgeous gorgeous like i wish that i had some of those suits <laughs> right like um, I really like the third one. I think that's I was just cute. gonna say that I love yeah, the, the third, third one. one's pretty cute. The third one is a cat in what looks like a candy store. I think that's probably why I like it. It's, it's a like candy. An, it's like an anime cat too. Yeah, and then there's. I think this is the. Is this the cat from? Oh the yeah, cat? I actually what? met that first suit while I was in Japan. I hate you. A lot. Was, was <laughs> so super, Tugs, super what, do you, what do you think about number ten? Number ten. Oh, that horse is amazing too. Um, number two. Oh, oh. <laughs> I think that that's not actually a cosplay. I think that's actually from Zoomanity. You think? No, I don't actually. I'm just making a joke. Oh, it's just a, hum- a human. And then Lisa Frank, <laughs> the tiger at the very bottom. Oh, we need Morphe's opinion on this tiger. What do you think? Is this a is this an abomination? Uh, the last one, right? Yeah, the purple. Oh uh, no! I mean, that's pretty neat. I mean. I mean, furries are imaginative. They can have any colors they want. No, no, you have to follow the rules. All the rules. <laughs> okay. All right, well, that's it for the mailbag. Shall we move into housekeeping before we wrap the show up? Yes! Okay. What do we have in our housekeeping, Tugs? Well, we have the ever-present Please Go Comment on our show notes page. It's looking a little sad lately. We love comments. We respond to comments. At least I do. So, yeah, go comment. It makes it look like people go to our website. We have actual listeners. It's wonderful. Um, so go do that. Also, go. do comments on iTunes. It actually really helps us out so that people give can find us. Give us a good us. review. Well, you can give us negative reviews, too, if you really want. I don't want but negative we negative like, We like positive ones. You can be a fox stuffer. Um, I'm kidding. I love you, Fuzz. Uh, we have a new address, remember. So it's changed, and hopefully by now you'll have heard the refreshed talk to us stuff from Firebreath. Next up, and conveniently also next episode. PapsCon. Yes. So, um, I, I'm not going to reveal. I'm not going to reveal. We have a good interview lined up, uh, and it's going to be really exciting. Wait a minute. Wait yes, a minute. No, 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 no. I think that you should reveal because then it will get people excited to listen to the next episode. It, we're interviewing with one of the major voice actresses for the show. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. It's pretty big. So BabsCon for all the uninitiated. Ooh, can I say this? Can I say this at least? Uh, you you can you can edit it out if you don't agree with me. If you know the show and if you listen to the show enough, it is one of Tugs's favorite um, characters from My Little Pony. I don't have like a list of favorite characters. No, he, that is your favorite. That's like character. the only character I like from that show. You okay, ass, the don't only me wrong. What? I'm always gonna, gonna know you. what it is. <laughs> I'm gonna punch you. <laughs> he just punched me. It hurt. <laughs> I love that sound. You guys know what you guys know what that sound is, right? No, I don't know. What, it is. what? did you guys not play Mario Paint? <laughs> no, I did. I didn't have a Super Nintendo. That's oh, a, sad. I know. Okay. I didn't own well, that game. <laughs> well, my friends, it's came to come to the end. No, we have one more announcement. What? Why are you jumping ship? Sorry. I have the date and the exact really confirmed by staff time for our show at BLFC. So, for what it's worth live, 
Wait, no, I actually have a button for this, too. Will happen at Biggest Little Fur Con on Saturday at 4 p.m. sharp on the main stage. Ta-da! <laughs> yes, everyone should go go to BLFC. It's a great time. Are you going? Uh, it's a very great con. It's a con where you can actually have open containers of alcohol. If you are of legal age, by the way, you must be of legal age to carry that. What do you think sippy but, cups are for? Woohoo! Oh. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> That's yes, why we it's, it's a very great con. Uh, Go kart, free soda. If you sponsor to a certain level, you know. Fursuit go karting. Um, huh? Fursuit go karting. Fursuit go kart, miniature golf. It's quite amazing. You'll get to see the dry Reno desert also. <laughs> no, you. Go, I don't go outside during that con. There's too much. I to do because I'll have to. You have to get to the Walmart to get stuff sometimes. Oh, that's true. That's true. So you actually have to. And by the way, there is a Walmart right, literally next to the hotel, so uh, you can actually get yeah, it there. Yeah, it's pretty convenient. It yeah. is pretty convenient. It's a very that's nice hotel. Pretty much everything right there. So I think that it's time to come to an end. I really, really appreciate you guys coming on to our show. Where can they find you if they want to talk to you? Um. Yeah, uh, you can find me on Twitter uh, with the handle of at Charm Husky. So it's Charm, you know, like the Lucky Charms and Husky. Um, or on F.A. under the same name, Charm Husky. F.A.? Uh, F.A. I.M.V.U., I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, it's I.M.V.U. now. And Morphe, uh, uh, Or Weasel. Weasel's also the same. Like, literally, if you search Charm Husky, you should find me in just about anything. Literally anything. Morphe, where can we Next find you? You? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at DJ Morphe the Tiger and uh, yeah hit me up there uh, I do have a private account so it's kind of a kind of a hassle but you know send me a follow and uh, maybe I'll uh, let you in maybe <laughs> maybe, <laughs> maybe. maybe. <laughs> my, my account by the way is open so I don't actually see the follows because I've I've, di- I've gotten really good at just ignoring people's follows so if you want to actually talk to me send me an app mention because I'll see the app mention it's the only way the easiest way I can communicate. So uh, please do send me an app mention if you do want to talk to me. Cheers. Well, this thank- has been Rue. This has been Tugs. Also thanking our guests for coming on. <laughs> thank you, Rue. And you guys got to say it too. Names. Oh, yes. Thank you very much for, I guess, listening to the show. Say oh, your God. name. Say this is Charm. Um, uh, this is Charm, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really bad at this, aren't I? <laughs> yes. Next. Uh, this is Morphe, and uh, thanks for giving a listen. Uh, uh, Hopefully uh, you stay tuned. And this has been For, for what, what It's Worth. And they didn't say it. Yes, you still have to say the show name. I love this part. Yay! <laughs> for what it's worth. Or for, for what, what it's, it's worth. worth. For what it's worth, indeed. <laughs> 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 okay, stop that recorder.